I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? <laughs> and I'm Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to Convinced. Uh, that you are. Yeah, what's new, man? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm back from the river now. Uh, yes, it is... Uh, it is July. We're we're July twenty eighth, and your so your river excursion is over. It is. It was more of a hmm, uh, nursing. Let's help people out the whole summer excursion. Well, what happened with Daniel? So Daniel, you, I think last that we left this off was Daniel was here. Um, you had abandoned him on the couch with a microwave next to him and a magazine. <laughs> sunset homes or something i think uh, no that was his mom who gave mom, him the yeah <laughs> sunset. uh and he Civil was war trips he had some pins in his leg and he he figured he was going to go back to san diego at that point so what happened did he after his operation did he go with you or did he stay here uh after his operation we had another follow-up so i came back here Mm-hmm. and he was able to go back to the river with me mm-hmm. because he was getting bored at home because there's really there's only just so much TV and Breaking Bad you can watch apparently right yeah and heaven yeah yeah so uh, so he ended up coming back up to the river with us uh-huh. and uh, hanging out there and uh, you know it was, he he had a full like cast on like he a plaster a full, he still had a full is that off now <laughs> no and he's kind of pissed about that why is it not off <laughs> he went in on Thursday to go get it off because that that would be I think he's had it on for six weeks now uh huh. Uh, yeah, it's probably been about six weeks he's had it. Uh-huh. So he goes in for his last appointment, thinking that it's going to get removed. Mm-hmm. So they did the, you know, they take it off, do the X-ray. Three more weeks oh, of wearing so a cast. It didn't heal well. He's not totally healed yet. He's not drinking enough milk. <laughs> he's Beer. not doing something. Beer and Edward Forty Hands doesn't do it. <laughs> you need well, not the cheap stuff. Oh, ibuprofen. Maybe he was taking too much of that last time. You said that that degrades bone. Oh bro. yeah. I forgot about that. Maybe so, it's a possibility. That and not enough milk. So he was out at the river. He had a he had that plaster cast on, which means he couldn't get it wet. Uh, fiberglass. Okay, they're all fiberglass now. Can you get uh, that you, wet? They have they have these big condom things uh, that, that go over it, and <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks like one huge giant condom that goes on on the very top of it. It's like a. Um, it's not neoprene. Would that be just rubber? I guess. Okay. Um, that just seals it really tight. So his foot is inside the condom because yeah. is his foot in the cast or is it, his foot- it goes up to uh, just below the knee, like maybe an inch below the knee. Now his toes stick out. Okay, all right. The cast his toes stick out, but okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, yeah he he had the condom on. Um, at one point he was he sat in the spa with me, just put his feet in and and hung out in the spa there, and uh, did get some water in it. He was a little worried, but when we saw. Well, that's the next story. <laughs> when we saw the the uh, the doctor out there, said everything was fine. So maybe that was it. He put it in the spa and it cooked too long, and that's why he didn't <laughs> heal. Now it needs three more weeks. So you got a lot of good father son time. I'm assuming with him. I mean, he's crippled. He can't run away. That's true. He can't exactly go on the prowl for girls. No, and I think he had a good time. You know, we were out there always making sure he was doing something. We had a bunch of stuff going on. Who you gives know? a fuck if he had a good time? He's twenty fucking years old. He has nothing to do in life. I mean, he just sits around. <laughs> uh, but he's his mind is always going. He wants to do something. Like he is so bored of sitting around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was with us until July Fourth weekend when Heaven and her friends came up, and then they brought him back down. Oh, okay. And then uh, he got here, and then went to San Diego for a couple weeks, and came up last week. So he's he's managing to limp around. Does he have? Uh, he cannot does, put any pressure on it yet. Does he have the knee scooter? Nope. No. So that, that he's was just all on crutches. So oh, okay, but hey, he's making it work. If he's down in San Diego with well, us, now he's in Texas. 
cool with mom. Well, yeah. she'll take care of him, but buy him some Sunset magazines. That's right. <laughs> some home improvement. I don't know. So what happened when you were out there? You had more than one crippled. Yes, you? I had more than one crippled. It was I, I was the nurse out there. So Carrie finds a friend out there who works there. She became friends with mm-hmm. and decides she wants to go out to a bar with him. Okay. So leaves Emerald Cove, which is where we stay. So she goes off to the Wow, bar. it even has a pretty name now, Isn't Emerald it? Cove. Well, that's what it's always been called. It's always you're, been called Emerald yeah, Cove. Yeah, but we haven't we just talked about it as Parker <laughs> in the river, but your so your summer home is in Emerald Cove. That's right. Makes uh, it sound so good. Right there on the river. Right uh, on the river of Emerald Cove. Right across the street from the Keys. By Michael's trailer. So anyway, so she goes off and he- goes off to the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel and I stay back. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, I get a text that says, uh, I- I'm in the hospital. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I think I broke my ankle. <laughs> and I'm like, were you playing Edward Forty hands? <laughs> <laughs> and her response was something. There's <laughs> nothing we can do for you, bro. <laughs> That's right. There's nothing we can do for you. Uh, yeah. And so her response was, no, quit being a dick. I'm, I'm in the emergency room. You need to get over here. Luckily, I didn't drink that much that night because otherwise I would have been, no. Right. There's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> there's nothing we can do for you, bro. There's nothing we can do for you, bro. <laughs> Uh, so I ended up getting over to the hospital and mm-hmm. yeah, she ended up breaking her leg and she's in the, she, I, oh, I, I get there and Melissa and her dad is in there cause her dad drove. Who's Melissa? Her friend. Her friend. Sorry. Her, that's her friend that she's 42 met. years old and Man. her father's there. Well, yeah, see, that's a whole other story <laughs> also. Her, her dad, uh, she hasn't seen in many years for some reason. I forgot what it was. Anyway, he just happened to be in town and they all went off to the bar. It was uh, her dad, her her son, uh, Zach, who's 21, and uh, some uncle or something like that. Someone else. So I'm guessing that uh, your wife was jumping topless off of Copper Canyon. And that's that's right. how she snapped her leg. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I she, mean, it is. Just landed wrong. It is the Colorado <laughs> River. So I at mean, 2 she, o'clock in the morning. She had to have been jumping topless off of something drunk. <laughs> Because that's how you break things in Colorado. Yeah, well, she did jump out of a lifted truck. Like, a, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a small penis truck, as some people refer to them as. <laughs> that's how she broke it? Yeah, she was just getting out of a truck. She was getting out of a truck. Getting out of the truck. Apparently, Zach was driving the uncle's I saw truck. some people on 20 Most Shocking where girls were doing uh, naked truck surfing, where they would be in the bed of the truck. The truck would be speeding through the woods, and you know they would just be trying to hold on. So obviously it's Colorado River, so Carrie must have been doing something risque like that. <laughs> yeah, to yeah that, that, that's what it was. <laughs> it couldn't just be as simple as she opened a door and fell out. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been alcohol involved also. Yeah, well, I think alcohol is involved in the other ways of breaking your leg, too. Yeah, that's true. Because I don't... At I least don't in my know. family, apparently, it is. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, there you go. What did, did heaven break anything this year? She has not broken anything. <laughs> not yet. That's right. Let's hope not. So she fell out of a truck, the back of a truck? The no, it was... Uh, she was getting out of a... I guess she was in the backseat. Literally I, opened I, the door and fell out of a truck. <laughs> yeah, well, she said, you know, she's, what, five one, and the truck, I think she said, is about, like, four feet tall. Was this the father's truck? No, this is actually the uncle's truck. Oh God! And she said that the this the twenty one screams white trash. The twenty one year old uh, was driving what the uncle's year truck. Old? What's Zach, what I told 20? you, I told you it was <laughs> Melissa, her son, who's twenty one, the dad, and the uncle. Okay, and Carrie. Last year, you told the story of some drunk parents that uh, getting their 
20 year old kids drunk and now your wife is out with a 40 year old and her 21 year old son yeah. is this is this and reminiscent of and the and same and her, and her dad of like <laughs> what you made fun of last year of other people all right go on getting out of the truck i don't know yeah, what the fuck any, anyway yeah all i know because i wasn't there was she got out of the truck mm-hmm. which was really high mm-hmm. and when she landed I guess her, her ankle just went sideways. I don't know if it was like landed on a rock or you know if it was pavement. I have no idea. We don't have video of it. There's no video of that. Right. And all she says is, I broke my ankle. And Melissa's like, are you all right? And she's like, no, I broke my ankle. Do you want to go to the emergency room? Yes, I broke my ankle. <laughs> so she says, so that's pretty much what happened. So they get her into the dad's car. No, they didn't try throwing her back into the truck. So okay. dad was driving. So right. they put her in the dad's car. Dad isn't from the area. The, uh, the hospital's maybe two miles away. It's, it's pretty close. Okay. So instead of calling the ambulance, they're you know, five inebriated people mm-hmm. uh, driving. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Carrie got into the truck because it was the least drunk person that she thought. The 21-year-old was the least drunk. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> isn't, isn't that great? Fantastic. So she's driving around with people who are under the influence. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, uh, so anyway, so she's going, and and Dad sees the hospital. But the hospital, it goes up a little ways. You know, it's Parker. There's not much there. There's you know, a lot of dirt roads. This is the same situation that happened with Daniel. They didn't want to call the police because then the police would show well, up. Well, Carrie, probably Carrie would have been called. Yeah, yeah. Well, who was driving? Uh, we were we were just sitting <laughs> in the truck, and I just I, I was just sitting in the truck, and I got out. I just found this truck with <laughs> keys. I don't know how my name got on the registration. Well, it, they were at the house at this point, so it's not oh, like they okay. would have been. Yeah, if someone came, you know, if cops came, it would have been. No, he just jumped out the truck. Right. She was sitting in the truck. No, no one was driving. Right. So anyway, so he starts going over there. Like I said, there's a lot of dirt area out there. Sees the hospital, takes a dirt road. Instead of taking the pavement, so Carrie said, you know, the back seat or whatever she's in, her foot is flopping around. Nice. Going over this dirt road, trying to get to the hospital. Is it broken in such a way like Daniel's? It, it is, is the flopping? exact break. <laughs> it is the exact the exact thing, other foot. Does she have, does she have the same amount of pins as Daniel? She has. The, she has <laughs> the, it's the exact same thing. She has a plate on her tibia. Yeah, so she has the it's the exact same thing. This is fucked up because like there is nothing dumber in the world than playing Edward Forty Hands on a four wheel dolly and breaking your leg, except having a story that I fell out of a truck. You know, and I was when I like now I praise Daniel. At least he was doing something crazy to fuck his leg up. <laughs> Your wife got out of a truck, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm like, I got to come up with a better story than that." Yes, but you know, I was talking to a guy at the DMV because she now has a handicap placard because she's on crutches all the time. Daniel can get one too. He's just is her is like Daniel? Is her like permanently fucked up? Is she gonna? Well, hers is actually a little bit better in the sense that she did shatter her ankle. Mm-hmm. And dislocated, obviously, because shattered, so it's not in one piece. So she has pins in that. Mm-hmm. She also has the the bar on her tibia. Mm-hmm. However, Daniel ruined his uh, tendon or ligament there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Achilles, I don't think. It was okay. just a. So they had to put a screw between the tibia, the tendon, and the ankle. And that's the screw that's going to come out later. He has to have an outpatient surgery to pull that pen out. Mm-hmm. Carrie didn't have to have that because her ligament was intact. So hers was better. Mm-hmm. But I, I went to the DMV to get her handicap placard, you know, mm-hmm. talking to the guy there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, the same exact thing. He's like, I was, stu- he's like, it was stupid, but I was just walking downstairs. And he just, uh, you know, you know, sometimes you roll your, your ankle. ankle. Yeah. yeah. Said that's all it was. He just rolled the ankle. So apparently it's a very common thing. It's just people are not getting enough calcium or something. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, so at least Daniel, I mean, he was doing something. 
<laughs> He's like, he had an activity that was massively involved. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, she did have an alcohol level 0.155. Oh, they checked. The, well, yeah, I guess they were. Yeah. Well, she had not like she had to blow for anything, but when they, you know, for the pain meds for blood, they did her, didn't they pull a blood test and do it? And they just want to make sure of the meds because yeah. they, had, they had to put her out to reset the ankle. Right. right, right yeah. uh, well, the wonderful people out there. they love that hospital. Everyone there is so nice and so friendly and. Well, yeah, I, you have two kinds of patients, either locals that you know or and there is one tourists. And, you know, tourists are, I guess, I mean, mostly going to be nice and grateful that you're taking care of them. So I imagine in places like that. When uh, Deanna's mom ended up in the hospital in Colorado and we had to go out and help, it was, the hospital was amazing. I mean, it was like nothing we have here. They were Everybody was so nice, so sweet, so I mean, it was just incredible. You were like, oh my God, this is what medical care should be. <laughs> But when you think about it, I mean, we live in Los Angeles and, you know, people who come into a hospital here, yeah, they're locals, but we have like 8 billion locals. You don't know any of them. And most of them are assholes. Anyway, this hospital is super tiny. There's there's not not much goes on there. (laughs) You know, there's 3000 residents who actually live there or something small like that. Yeah. I don't think there's that many in Parker. (laughs) All right. So anyway, so she, what else? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I get there in the hospital and, you know, she's in pain, obviously. Mm -hmm. I, I, of course, get photos of her, her broken ankle because it's not set yet. Because I first got there, they just took the x-rays. And they're like, well, you know, we got to wait for her to sober out a little bit before we can uh, <laughs> administer the, the meds, you know, and that she's Alcohol, like. Alcohol, uh, 1.14? 0.155. 155, nice. 15, 15 and a half percent alcohol in her blood. That's uh, so twice the legal limit. No, it's more than that because, well, I don't know. California's legal limit is 0.008, isn't it? 0.08. I think it's 0.008 now. No, it's 0.08. Are you sure? Yes. All right. So twice the legal limit. Twice the legal limit. Mm-hmm. That's okay. She wasn't driving. So no, yeah. although she was impaired enough to think that driving with the least drunk person <laughs> was still a good idea. Well, uh, all of us have drunk and done stupid things. All of us have. <laughs> that doesn't, I mean, you that's know, still, the, yeah, you're, it doesn't make the reasoning okay. is the first thing to go, right? Sure. Everything's fine. Because when you're drunk and you know, this guy seems totally sober to you. I mean, she's, I'm, I know she probably think, oh yeah, the guy had a couple drinks, but I bet she wasn't like, dude, this guy's fucked up, but he's totally least fucked up than this other guy. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Cause you're, you're drunk. You're like, well, I don't know. I mean, this guy seems sober. Been a long time since I've been drunk and then drove with, had to drive anywhere with people. No, Usually I, I become I, the designated driver and I don't get drunk unless I'm in a location that I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm at a resort or something like that. So I'm here to stay. And that's even been a long time. But what? So, yeah. Okay. I, I guess. I mean, I imagine for alcoholics like you, it's kind of a compliment. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. You have so, pictures. You're in the hospital. Yeah. We have pictures in the hospital. And uh, they're like, well, we got to put her out to reset it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what they call it. There's something. Uh, anyway, so they, they end up. I leave the room and I figure it's going to be a while, right? You know, mm-hmm. they got to put her under, you know, they have the anesthesiologist come in, da, da, da. 10 minutes later, like, okay, we're done. And she was back to being coherent. I'm like, that's it. Like she was just under for like maybe 10, 15 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Now you can see why Michael Jackson wanted it. <laughs> and, I'm out, and I'm back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Rejuvenate. And then she's like, did they do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's already done. Are you sure? Yeah. They had to take your leg. <laughs> oh yeah she didn't remember a lot of that how awesome they, would that have been if you could have had them like fold her at the knee and like somehow get it under a pillow and put <laughs> something there and be like i had to take your leg but i could feel i'm wiggling my toes i can't it's, see it's them just the ghost. it's just yeah it's just the nerves you have no leg anymore anyway yeah so then i got her back and yeah, we had to go 
to the doctor in, in Havasu and they were able to, you know, Daniel was like two weeks, I think afterwards, we got to wet the swelling down. You got to have it elevated. This doctor's like, okay, how about uh Friday? We saw him Monday. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, how about the fifth Friday, the fifth? Are you good for that? So she ended up, you know, five days later having a surgery. Cool. The exact same surgery. Daniel Covered had. by your insurance and everything. Absolutely. Right on. That's good. The whole thing cost us about 75 bucks. Not bad. Well, and a bunch of meds. Cool. So yeah, anyway, so we get back and she's, uh, she has her surgery and uh, her and Daniel ended up bonding a lot because they would sit outside while I do everything. Okay. They can't lift anything. They yeah. can't carry anything. They can't really do anything. Uh-huh. I, I, luckily, I bought the golf cart this year, so she was <laughs> able to get around. Actually, and I painted it as an ambulance. So everyone <laughs> around the whole park knew that I was coming. They both have broken legs. What did they bond over? Uh, well, because they spent so much time together, like they would hang out. Like I said, you know, I'd be inside doing stuff. And she's like, I think that's the most I've ever talked to Daniel, like the whole time. Probably, yeah. But I just, I'm not, st- I'm still not sure what they had in common. I don't know. I think it was just talking, whatever, <laughs> just talking shop stuff. I don't know. Just talking about sorority girls. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But they were out there a lot, you know, just hanging out because they both had, you know, the ant mill. Daniel's, Daniel's in my anti gravity chair. Daniel's talking issues. about hair dye and. <laughs> Oil of Ole. I mean, I don't know. What do you have in common? What do second, you second grade stuff. Uh, yeah, second grade stuff. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, the, so my summer was taking care of crippled. Sounds like an awesome summer. Yeah, well, did you, you have a make, good time? It was fun. I, it was still, I still had a good time. You know, it wasn't the usual going out to the sandbar. You like taking care of retards. So I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> handy capable. Yeah, sure. They're uh, handy capable. You like taking care of ids. So yeah, it was, it was, I still had a good time. It was still fun. You know, we're, she, was the chat. great thing about being at the river was that there's always somebody around. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of people around. Yeah. yeah but they always come by and see how, how things are doing. Yeah. We had, yeah. Uh, which was great. It had she, you know, she's at home and no one's come by to say hi to see how she's doing there. Like every, you know, every hour somebody would be, Hey, how's sure. it going? We're checking in on you. Mm-hmm. So I think she misses that because now she's like, I'm bored. Is she still have the cast on? Oh, well, she didn't get a cast. Daniel got the cast. The doctor, her doctor was like, why would I give you a cast? You can't put any pressure on it. So she has a splint. It looks like the walking boot thing, uh-huh. but she has that. Okay. And the doctor's like, if I did my job right and you don't put any pressure on it, there's no reason for a cast. <laughs> so she can take it off. She can wash it. Uh, you know, she, her leg can't move. So if she takes it off, you mm-hmm. know, she'll be sitting down and... Uh, you know, wash off her leg or, you know, be able to shave her leg and stuff like that. When does it come off? When does she start walking on it? She has a four week on August 16th and then hopefully then she'll be able to start, but we don't know. Cause if it's like Daniel, she gets, cause she was so excited to see what happened with Daniel's cause it's the same exact injury. So she's like, Oh, please let it come off. I sure up comes off and Daniel comes in with another cast on. <laughs> she's like, no. Uh, when does she start work? Uh, sixth. Is she going? Yeah. Okay, so she she's mobile enough to yeah. She's just on crutches, and it's cool. a pain. You know, I, I except we have the handicap placard now. Well, we go to Vegas next weekend, which she wants to, but she doesn't want to. Yeah. Uh, so how was the house? What it did Heaven? Heaven actually did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, uh, pool clear. The pool is clear and clean. Wow. She overfilled it. She left the water on overnight. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. I, ended, I ended up backwashing it yesterday, so most of the water's gone anyway. I've overfilled my pool many too. times on purpose. Just. One time I overfloated on accident. We drove back in the driveway and water's coming down our driveway. And I'm like, oh, shit, something broke. <laughs> and then I go back to the pool and it's over the coping and the pool is just, yeah. Oops. Um, it's weird when we, oh, we had another house where the pool was close to the house 
And it, you know, we had those fucking monsoon flash flood rains and the landlord, because it was, we were renting that house, the one at Selmar and the landlord was like, Oh man, if the pool overflows, man, all that water is going to rush to the house. And at first I was like, Oh yeah, I guess that would be bad. And then I'm like, how does that fucking happen? Is it, you know, whether an inch of water comes out of the sky and hits the cement or hits the pool, it's still an inch of water coming out of the sky <laughs> and it's going wherever the fuck it's going. It doesn't really matter if the pool's overflowing. And that pool actually did overflow and it didn't come to the house. Just, <laughs> it's one of those things, I guess you just look at 20,000 gallons and think, Oh, if you overflow it, then like all of it's going to come out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 20,000 20, gallons are suddenly going to pop out. Yeah. It's one of the, it's just one of those things that I guess you don't really no. think about, but no, kind of right. makes sense. You're just like, Oh yeah, I guess so. No, I didn't worry about it too much. I was, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, but yeah, it was clear. Uh, there's chlorine in it. No walls fucked up. House wasn't set on fire. Everything no, every, everything seems fine. to be okay. I, no fights, no blood, no police. No I, I don't think so. Well, good for her. Did it reek of like pot? No, actually she said she quit. She quit smoking? That's what she said. For how long? Uh, well, I don't know. I, What's her uh, Air Force status? Well, I wish I knew. Oh. Right now. I thought her, maybe she was quitting for that. No, right now her she's the beginning of the year is what she thinks she's going to do to go in in the beginning of the year. Next January she's going to enlist. That's her plan now. Why? Well, she can sign the paperwork today to go uh, in in January. I know. So she can commit. So if that's her plan, why not commit? Uh, well, I think the the commit thing is is the issue. Mm. I don't know. Uh, you know, and would, the more I talk to her about it, you know, about trying to get things, it, it, I, I don't know if it annoys her or just kind of shuts her down or whatever, you know, because it's a parent talking to sure. you about. So, yeah. so I don't know how else to go around it because I, I would love for her to commit, and that way she has a goal right. that she knows. But right. I don't know if that's going to happen. All right. Well, you do what you can. She did lose her job at Radio Shack. Yep. Why well, didn't show up again? <laughs> <laughs> she says she got laid off, and yeah, a lot of it had to do with not showing up. Um, so she's late. collecting unemployment. Uh, she hasn't applied yet, but yeah, I think that's the thing. But she's not, well, she's starting to look for a job, I guess. She's on, let's see, she's been out of work for like two weeks and she's on her third job application. Well, the plus side is, is that uh, she didn't burn down the house. That's true. And she's apparently stopped smoking. And the dogs are all good. <laughs> and the dogs are all healthy. So, I mean, all of that is good for her. Mm -hmm. What is she applying to do? She applied for Sears, which apparently is a super long application. There's like these, it, it, like a customer comes into you and has all these little uh, web all, things. All online. It's apps, all online. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like all these different scenarios and you have to go through them. And what would you do? Why Two not? customers are fighting. Why not? I mean, Sears, they, the job market is still a uh, pick of the litter. They can hire, uh, you know, people who are way overqualified. So why not make it difficult to get a job? That's true. Hire somebody that they don't have to fire. Although, so she's looking at, she's still looking in the retail market. She is, yeah. yeah. I think she was looking for Macy's and I don't know why, like, she's picking these ones or if it's just ones that are big box stores and she figures they need people. I don't know. Yeah. Some truth to that. Yeah, well, you know. But she needs to put out more than three. So anyway, what else? Uh, yeah, so let's, uh, so my summer was pretty much just kind of taking care of, of people and going to continue for another, you know, Four to six weeks, I guess. Well, when do you go back to school? Uh, I go back the twelfth. Oh, okay. So yeah, you have you have. But a I still, you know, of weeks. I still could do everything around the house. It's not like she can, you know, she can't vacuum or dust. Well, I don't know. If she can dust to be. Do you guys vacuum and dust? You do that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do it. Really? 
may not look like it because of the three dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, my Dyson gets a lot of workout. Yeah, our, our, since Spanky is gone, our dust bunnies that build up every two weeks between maid visits aren't as bad, but they still build up. So yeah, I can imagine with all your dogs. Oh, yeah. I, I, I probably vacuum every third day. Really? Mm-hmm. And you haven't bought a robot vac yet? Well, I was always afraid like a dog would go after it. And I don't know because Lily puts out so much hair that I don't know if that thing would fill up too fast. Like my Dyson, I will, you know, I, have, I have to empty I could it loan you times. my Nito. <laughs> you could try <laughs> so it. See what happens. See what happens, yeah. They're, you know, they're made for pet hair and all that sort of stuff. And, mm. I mean, they seem to work good. So. Anyway. Although I might get mad because it, it's supposed to program itself to over and over it learns where my walls are. <laughs> and it keeps, it builds a map of the house. So if I loaned it to you, it might be like, what the fuck's going on? What happened what? to the house? Where, where am I? What'd they do to me? <laughs> this isn't cool. Yeah, I think it Not has like funny. GPS and shit inside of it. Stuff's crazy. So what else? Oh, what, let's see. What funny, amazingly uh, hilarious things happened to you over the summer? I went to a bachelor party in Vegas, and it rained on us in an outback. You went from Parker to Vegas to go to a bachelor party? Who's bachelor party? Fraternity brother of mine. Oh. So you went up there for a bachelor party and at an Outback Steakhouse? At an Outback Steakhouse in a hotel, which is a Harris, Harris Hotel. So we're talking, this is like the second story of Harris Hotel on okay. the Strip. Okay. Right uh, next to the Imperial Palace across it's from It's no Caesars. longer the Imperial Palace. It's now the Quad. Oh, my God. I know. They, they finally <laughs> changed it. <laughs> I think the rooms are still cheap, though. Still across the street from uh, Caesars. From Caesars, Palace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're eating there. This episode brought to you by the wonderful Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. <laughs> so you're at Harris. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I guess I could backtrack a little bit. So I go there for a bachelor party. We're hanging out. They want to learn craps. I'm like, okay, I know how to play craps. It was like six of us. So we go down to the table. You know how to play craps? Yeah, craps is easy. I love craps. There's a lot of numbers to remember. I figured that'd be There's difficult not. for you. It's actually... It's easy. Wait, do you know all the rules of craps or you just know enough of the way that you play? I would say I know about 90%. Yeah, there are at, some things that I, I, I still don't get. Uh, maybe 95%. The peeps want to know how to play craps. They want to know how to play and craps. And you so. are their savior. I am. So I take him down there and my buddy puts 25 bucks on 10. 10 just keeps rolling out. He ends up winning like 850 bucks. Nice. All of us, you know, I was down to 10 bucks at one point. I walked away with 126. Nice. You know, everyone ends up, ends up being a winner, you know, my buddy, he's like, oh, I, I, I won you know, 850 bucks. I'll buy dinner. So we go over to Outback. This is when the big monsoons are coming through Vegas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read, but they were in the mm-hmm. news because even my buddies in Wales said, hey, were you in Vegas? I saw you were in Vegas. Did you get hit by this thing? Yeah, I don't watch the news. No. <laughs> you don't want to be depressed. I don't give a fuck what's going on outside of my immediate 10-foot perimeter. <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, so anyway, we're, do you remember? Do you remember that uh, flu that was going to kill all of us? And that's why you like, have to have a flu shot. And then, like three months later, there was another flu that was going to kill all of us. That was named after another animal. And there was that day that there was that catastrophic political event that was just going to destroy the economy. And then, like a week later, there was that other <laughs> catastrophic political event that was going to. You say there's everything. always something. And there was that point where, like, if Congress didn't pass something, we were fucked. And then the sequester. Was like two weeks later, there was that other point where if Congress didn't pass them, where you remember all of these events? Oh, yeah. yeah, I do too. And <laughs> I don't really give a fuck anymore what happened. What doesn't, what happens outside of my immediate 10 feet, I don't care. People over, I remember my buddy was worried about this. Obama signed something about invading our privacy, being able to read our emails or 
some oh, fucking oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, NSA can read. Who the fuck cares? I mean, number one, there's nothing in my emails that I give a shit that's, you know, NSA or whoever is reading. I don't fucking care. Um, I'm not talking about overthrowing the government. If I'm going to, I'm going to in this podcast. I talked about killing Congress in this podcast when nothing happened to us. <laughs> so what the fuck do I, I mean, they can listen you, to the airwaves too. And that you can listen to your cell phone conversation because it's a uh, public domain. Once it gets into the air, yeah, but who gives a fuck? Like, exactly. What you want to listen to my conversation about what I'm having for dinner? What are you? <laughs> what ever, time are you going to be home? Like, okay, so the the most embarrassing thing is the moment that you're having cyber sex with a 78 year old dude, you know, <laughs> in fucking prison, and you're talking about the nasty things you're going to do. That's the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to you. What the fuck do you give a fuck if Obama knows about that? He ain't listening. He doesn't sure, give a right. shit. There's going to be that. written transcripts somewhere, and this like, <laughs> someone's reading it at a yeah, meeting. Who cares? It's just it's not going to happen. So I don't fucking care. Exactly. If, if, if you follow the law, does it really hurt you? Well, even if you break the law to some extent, if you're on the phone talking about that you drove drunk, got high, there's no fucking organization that's like, oh, we need to assemble and arrest him because he said he drove drunk last night. No, you shouldn't drive drunk, but they actually have to catch you in the act. Like it just doesn't. They don't knock on your door the following morning and go, we have a transcript that says you said you drove drunk. <laughs> so even if you break the law, even more than that, I mean, the fucking, the guy who was holding the three girls hostage is pleading to a lesser charge. Uh, so he gets life imprisonment, like fucking 700 years in prison versus the death penalty. Why? Why do you want to be in prison for the rest of your life than die? Why, how is prison a better option than death? Because you don't know what death is. Anal rape in a <laughs> nine by six cell with another dude shitting in front of him for the rest of my life, hanging out with dudes in orange jumpsuits versus death. I've seen Oz. I don't want to go there. No. Out of BZ scares the hell out of me. Like, even if nobody anally rapes you, like, you, nothing from Oz happens to you, why the fuck do you want to live 700 years the rest of your life in a six by nine cell, still shitting in front of the guy next to you? There's no way out of that. There's no fucking Taking a partition. shower with all your buddies. Taking a shower with everybody. Hanging out with dudes. Fuck, you have no internet. The, the, the vast amount of porn that I know that exists on the internet can't get any of it. I don't have a cell phone. I, I can't hang out on Facebook. There's not even a cyber world that's really open to you to, to get away from. You get to read books and hang out with dudes. I'll take the death penalty. <laughs> exactly. Kill me now, please. Fucking A. Like, why would you want to stay alive? I would straight up. And then I don't understand. Like, people who are on death penalty, they get put on suicide watch. Exactly. Who the fuck is that about? Kill him. <laughs> Let him kill himself. He's tr- yeah, he's trying to do the. He's trying to do the job for us. Let him do it. That's right. And it's uh, I forgot what they say. How much an execution costs? Well, he just saved us like twenty thousand dollars. And for All the right. for the family, the guy's options are mostly hanging himself. That is way worse than lethal injection. <laughs> that shit, fuck. That's painful. So for the family, they should be like, yeah, motherfucker hung himself and he choked to death. And exactly. that was I'm gonna I'm gonna get him some sheets for Christmas. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> so very thin rope like <laughs> sheets. Anyway, back to Harris. The, the parachute braid. The what's it called? The bracelets they have now, which has like the parachute line on. Have you seen those? It's mm-hmm. like woven together. It's a really thin bracelet, but it turns out to be if you unwind it, it's like 17 feet of this parachute line. So you can, that holds like 1600 pounds. 
I give him one of those bracelets. <laughs> is it? It's supposed to be like a like, like an a emergency survival? thing. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah, Apparently they're popular, but I'm like, what are you really going to do with it? I don't know. Depends <laughs> on when an emergency happens. I when really, an emergency really happens a, and I'm using my parachute bracelet and you're right. sitting there without one, then I'll be like, fuck you. This is what I was going to do. With it. <laughs> that's right. Like, this is the end when people are starting to fall in. Oh, I, I, can, I, I, I could be able to pull off my bracelet, hand it to Aziz. There you go. <laughs> Same Aziz. That's fucked up when he's like, <laughs> uh, who was it? I think it was Craig. It's his name, Craig, whatever. And he's like, Aziz fell in. I tried saving him. No, you didn't, <laughs> motherfucker. We saw it. <laughs> you let him go. <laughs> I tried. I just I couldn't. tried. This podcast brought to you <laughs> Paramount Pictures. This is the, I don't even know who made it. So you were at Harris, and uh, there's a monsoon. Coming. Yeah. So so my buddy's like, you know, I won the 850 bucks. I'll buy dinner. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, you know, we go to the best place possible. When you think Vegas, you think great steakhouse. Morton's. <laughs> Ruth Chris <Or> Outback. <laughs> it was in walking distance. That's the only reason we're not going to we're not going to try to rape the guy because there's like six of us. So, yeah, let's go to Morton's and you know spend like sixteen hundred dollars and. Anyway, so we so we we're sitting there. The monsoon gets in, and outside we get when we walk in, totally still outside. Yeah, we have our drinks and an appetizer, and all of a sudden you see all this wind come in, and the trees outside. It's an outdoor restaurant. Well, no, it's not. It's not outdoors. It's actually there's windows, so it's right on the edge of areas. So it it kind of overlooks the strip. Like I said, you're only on the second story, so it's not like oh, totally overlooking the strip. But you're watching the palm trees outside just totally sway and bend, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden there's all this rain. Mm-hmm. You know, and our meals come, and we just start eating, and all of a sudden it starts dripping on the table. There's a big hotel above us, mm-hmm. and it's coming down from the, I don't know, one of the ceiling fans. It doesn't even look like it's coming from a vent. Mm-hmm. just starts dripping on our table. So anyway, I'm, I'm like, you know, I call the guy over. I'm like, uh, it's raining on us. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they move us to another table. Ten minutes later, the manager comes over. I'm so sorry about that. We'll comp everything. Da da da. So my buddy Brian, who was going to pay for everything, wow. is now like, hey, there's another you know two hundred bucks that I just saved. Wow. Uh, yeah, the, the rain. I, the only thing we can assume is it had to come down from the uh, the vents or the yeah. air conditioning. Yeah. There was flooding in um in, went through a couple of the hotels. There was just like massive pools of water, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting because you think hmm, they have these things before <laughs> well yeah but when you're 360 days a year without rain uh, it gets really hard to find the leaks like you get a monsoon <laughs> three days out of the year and then oh, you send the maintenance is. guys up there and they patch everything up and, and it seems year. fine next year and then the year after that all of a sudden it's dripping again it makes it difficult I think it's a lot easier in like uh, climates where you get like six months of rain and six months of sun. And during the summertime, you can find all the leaks and fix it. Or even while it's raining, you're finding them. Uh, Because I have that issue on my roof. It had leaked here. And then I'd be up there. Actually, there was one day that finally for several hours, I put garden hoses up there and just ran them. So they were just dripping off the roof to try and crawl around the attic to see where the fuck is water coming in. And it, you know, I still couldn't find it. Uh, Anyhow. So, so yeah, so that's my my funny story there. You know, how what was funny it? about it? It's raining in Outback. Come on, it's raining in Outback. Well, it is the Outback. <laughs> I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> the irony would have been if it rained in the Rainforest Cafe. That's true. Which is insane. Would you even Virginia. notice though if it's raining in the Rainforest because they have like the know. mist and stuff like that? Yeah, it's just like the mistress. It'd be pretty cool. Wow, there's real rain in here. Oh. They really, they really went all out in the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> yeah, and then there was only let's see, I almost I had back up a guy for a fight. 
You what? I just kind of stood behind him because the guy was, we're in the bathroom. We're, we're waiting for the buffet. Were you like, were you like I got your back, bro? I mean, did uh, it- he's like, you know, I'm standing behind him. Like, he's starting something with this guy, and I'm kind of behind him. You know, kind of, okay, this is I a guess friendly, go who's, who's the guy? Who's the guy? Who's, uh, this is actually The Bachelor. We go to The Bathroom. The Bachelor. So this is your frat brother. Yeah, and he's Mexican. When is the last time you were in a fight? I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so he's it's not like you know he's he's also he's you know he's forty two I think yeah you know, he's he's our age so it's not like he this guy's a brawler by any means but we well, go he's, we go he's Mexican about, you said so <laughs> well, I mean yeah. you know. well that's because I only mentioned that because this that's part of the story oh it's not like oh well he's Mexican so he brawls all right so he's the, not like the peanut head forty two you know, shaves his head he's yeah. does he have he's like, probably the whitest Mexican you've <laughs> is he have a tattoo wider than me does he have a tattoo <laughs> exactly. on his forehead no no tattoos at all all right so the beaners in front of you what's what's the beaner's name uh, Victor Victor Victor's in Victor. front of you uh, well we go to the restroom and you know I he takes us he takes a urinal and I go two over. Just ed- right. urinal etiquette. Right, right, right. And he talk, he's like, hey, you know, in college, it's just me and him in the, you know, in, in the restroom at this time. He's like, hey, you know, in, in the, I had a, I went to college with him, obviously. He's frat. Right. And he's like, in a humanities class, you know, we talk about why guys do this. It has something to do with the sprinkles. Like, you don't want to get pee on the other person or you don't want to be peed on. So that's why. You, so this guy comes in. Totally you just drunk. leave a gap because it's weird. Uh, uh, that's what I think. Because if you walk in, there's 40 Because it's just me urinals. and him. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's 40 urinals, me and him. I'm not just standing right next to the guy. Right. <laughs> like, it's just weird. Anyway. Anyway, this other guy walks in and goes to a stall mm-hmm. and leave, leaves the door open. And he's like, fucking Mexicans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my, so my, buddy, my buddy Victor you know, goes and washes his hands. And he's like, what, the, what did you say? So like, I didn't say anything. He's like, no, what the fuck did you say? And you know, so Victor's starting it. I mean, this dude. Well, the guy. He's wait just a like, minute, he, wait a minute. We don't know what happened to this guy when he walked in. It could have been, uh, you know, the, the fucking valet or the <laughs> or a maid or any number of things. That okay, but there's only it's only me, a white guy, Victor, but, a Mexican who's clearly Mexican. But bullshit, bullshit. I mean, like fucking fifty percent of L.A. is Mexicans. L.A. goes to Vegas all the time. There's a bunch of Mexicans there. So saying fucking Mexican could be the same as saying fucking dude, fucking maid, fucking valet, fucking... It it don't seem like you call out. But okay, would would you say that... So your buddy is now... Okay, so let's let's say... So Vince goes into a restroom after the valet who's African-American pisses him off. Vince goes in there and talks about how... Uh, fucking African Americans are idiots, right? And there's a bunch of black guys in there. Is that mm-hmm. something you would say? Oh no, but then, <laughs> exactly. But we're also talking about Vegas, where people are drinking, little, and they're not. Little. Yeah, there's not a lot of you're not that bright. I mean, you fall out of trucks when you're drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> forty hands, right? So Get all right. Naked. So Victor, Victor instigates it because I mean, come on, does Victor, if you just said he's the whitest guy, you know, so whitest what? Mexican, whitest Mexican, you know, so what? I mean, he's dark skin. I mean, Victor, you can tell this guy's Mexican. Victor, There's no doubt in your mind. This guy is Mexican. Some fucktard comes in and says, fucking Mexicans. Victor now needs to take the plight up of all Hispanics across the country and be like, would you say home? <laughs> I mean, whatever. Victor pushed it. He didn't need to say anything. I can already tell. So, that yeah, so all, all I did is just kind of stood behind. Fuck him. And, you, and the guy's like, can I, Fucking can, Victor. I can I go? <laughs> like, I didn't mean anything. Can I go? It's kind oh, of really? funny. Yeah. So he just like kind of meeked down. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, I, 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 well, at first he's like, well, I didn't say anything. Okay. And Victor's like, no, what, what, what the fuck did you say? And the guy's like, I didn't say anything. Okay. And he's like, no, I, I heard you. I want you to say it again. Could have been his wife. He and like, he's, he's Mexican. He's like, he's like, well, I didn't say anything about Mexicans. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 
So and I just backed him. It's not like a, 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 there wasn't going to throw down. It's I just thought it was funny because afterwards, like, well, I'm glad you. Victor was like, I'm glad you were there. <laughs> Okay. What the fuck? Victor's the one who said so. He could have just kept his mouth shut. I was washing my hands at the time when the guy said something. He's like, "Did you hear that?" I'm like, because the guy walks in just kind of, kind of mumbling, and then he got into the restroom. Uh huh. And anyway, I see. I hear people say shit all the time. I don't fucking go. Would you say? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't. Whatever. There's also alcohol involved on Victor's part. I mean, unless they <laughs> say something that somehow immediately threatens me or my wife, I don't fucking care. Like, and even then, if someone walked into a restroom. Or someone walked, uh, approached me, and I was with Deanna, and was like, "She's a fucking cunt." I'd be like, "What? Did you do marry her? Do you, do you, know, <laughs> do her? you know this? <laughs> How do you know my wife?" <laughs> no, I mean, even then, my immediate thought process in my head would be like, "This fucker's ready for something, and he might be equipped with something that I don't have. I didn't come here with a gun or a knife and start approaching people and go, and your wife's a fucking cunt." I mean, at that point, I'm just like, the smarter move, the much more intelligent move, is just. You know, fucking walk away, that's whatever. Right. Dude. I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't need this. I don't. I don't know what's going on. And that's not even from just a, a pussy standpoint, which I gleefully am. That's just from a smart standpoint. That dude at Dodger Stadium got beaten to a fucking coma. I don't need that. <laughs> exactly. For like, what? Did he what? even say anything? <laughs> yeah. The guy was wearing the wrong jersey. I don't, even, I don't even. What in your life is so important <laughs> that you need to be beaten to a coma? I mean. Uh, my fucking cunt of a wife isn't going to do me any good if I'm in a coma. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, hey, I really stood up for her. I won't ever know that, but, you know, or Mexicans in general. Like, I'm half Mexican, and I don't give a shit what Victor did. Like, <laughs> trying to throw it up, trying to protect the bathroom uh, stalls of America from bigotry. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? Yeah, just one of those, you know, the, the Vegas things, the drunk things. I'd be more interested. Do. I'd be like, what did Mexicans do? <laughs> What happened? Hey, let's, let's, uh, yeah, Tell me to. about the beaners. What they do? <laughs> and then when he looked at me, I'd be like, "I'm Hawaiian, motherfucker." <laughs> so that always fucks people up. Yeah. And then we uh, the that'd be part. funny. Comes in, fucking Mexicans. I'm Hawaiian. <laughs> fucking Hawaiians. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> hey, Holmes, I'm Italian. Fuck uh, you. Uh, what else? Uh, so we, we also went to Sapphire, which I didn't realize at Sapphires, which is the the big club strip, you know, club. strip club in Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, we go there. And yeah, it's a strip, whatever. Uh, the girls pay to work. They don't get paid to work there. They pay to work there. Yeah, that doesn't I surprise d- me. I didn't realize that. They pay $125 to get in. Yeah. And then they have to tip out the DJ and the bartenders. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I I, I figured they were employed, but no. And, you know. Well, that, ain't the way, the, that isn't the way it is here in LA, but. Well, no, in, but Vegas, there's money. There's always money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm sure the girls pull at least a thousand mm-hmm. a night. Yeah, because one of the it's girls. It's also why Vegas strip clubs fucking suck, because everybody is always trying to get you into a private room to make five hundred dollars off of you or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is, and the shows just they just blow. I mean, well, I was watching videos the whole time. Say, you know, these where they were running porn. No, 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 they run music videos, and oh. a lot of bands I don't know. They did have a really cool Paul Oakenfold video. It's all done in Legos. Hmm. It's, it's actually really cool. It's like him going up on DJing and all these Lego figures and flying in on that lego helicopter hmm. anyway yeah so i was getting sober at a strip club because i, I had one beer for 15 bucks it, yeah. was, it was a course light and that's the other thing but we were there for like five hours i'm like i'm thirsty i gotta have something yeah, yeah we had so the bottle of sky to begin with because we had the, the but that just dehydrates yeah uh, oh and i was drinking the juice and the water you know, they leave the water juice and orange juice and i'm like can i get more of the soda seltzer water right <laughs> um yeah vegas strip clubs fucking blow 
It's well, not- every girl is my friend, though. I was the hottest uh, guy there. Sure. <laughs> That's what they told me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's your Jesus thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about trying to get fucking, you know, take you to the champagne room. I don't yeah, want to go to the champagne exactly. room. I'm good. I'm- I want to give you a dollar to show me your pussy. That's all I want. That's, uh, that's it. I, Show me your pussy. Shake your boobs. Have a conversation with me. Well, you know, for me, I'm always like, I ask the interesting things like you do and find out that you pay to work here. Oh, well, exactly. You, you know, know I, the other people are find it funny. Like, I don't even know the girl's name. Oh, that's Ace over there. She was, she was, she wanted to be a nursing student, but found out this paid more. You know, they, you know, they come down, they sit on your lap and I'm right. like, and I'm like, I'm not interested. <laughs> right. She's like, well, why not? And then, and then we just start talking yeah, and I find out all the stuff, you know, this other one you know, has two kids, eight and 10. Right. And, you know, she comes up, one was from San Diego, flies up every weekend. I don't, you know, that I find that fascinating about the strippers. I, I mean, what else am I going to talk? I don't want to have like fucking phone sex with them right now on my lap. What, I'm like, that's, I don't know. That's weird. I don't even, I don't do that with anybody. I don't even do that with the wife. We <laughs> Skype each other. It's not like fucking phone sex, but I guess I'm not audible like that. But no, I am always just like, you know, I'm interested. I'm like, you know, yeah, I want to pay money. How'd you, how'd you do this? How, how long are you planning to do this? Or I'm in school to be an attorney. I'm like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause then when I walk around in the real world and I see a chick who's pretty and an attorney, I'm like, oh, I wonder if she was a stripper. <laughs> that's right. That's how you made her money, right? Right. There. Yeah. She, she is straight. And then even meet people like that on the, the occasion, if you ever do, where you meet someone who seems totally normal, but then you find out she's like fucking Tabitha Stevens porn star. <laughs> You're like, that is so awesome. I like, I can go home and see videos of that chick naked <laughs> fucking rules. I want to be friends with her forever. Um, yeah, that's cool. So anyway, uh, yeah, strip clubs in Vegas fucking suck. Well, I think strip clubs in general. I just don't see spending money on something you can't touch or take home. Well, that's but that's stupid. I mean, that's like saying that museums are dumb or yeah. going going. You don't you don't like going to a car <laughs> museum. I do like looking at those things, but do I have to throw money at them? No, but you exactly. go. Wait There's a minute. Because right. right. <clears throat> step back. Um, you go to a, the Peterson Auto Museum here in Los Angeles, which has a lot of amazing cars to look at. It costs you like 15 bucks to get in. Okay. You go to the Volleyball Cabaret. It costs you 10 bucks to get in with a two-drink minimum, and drinks are 5 bucks each. So you're $20 in. Then you take $20 in singles. A song lasts four minutes. You can be at the Oddball for two hours, and the cost is like 40 bucks. You don't have to get the lap dances or anything. So like I've gone, it's God, it's been 20. I'm talking like I go all the time. It's been 20 plus years, but actually <laughs> totally defending strippers here. 20 years ago, I went with, well, strip clubs 20 years ago. The last time I went was actually with Clint, a buddy of ours. And him and I just, I, we met up there to bullshit and catch up. And we were there for an hour or two hours. And yeah, it was like 40 bucks or something cheap like that. So, okay. It's more than the uh, Peterson auto museum, but you can actually touch the girls you can't touch the cars the girls will sit on you the cars you can't sit in the girls the girls do communicate back and you know there is some interest there so and you know the music and all of that so i mean it's not that expensive but when you go to vegas it becomes ridiculous to try and see anything and i mean for me like a go which again i should really go to a strip club more often because i do talk to talk about them passionately (laughs) Um, it's like looking at art on the wall. I mean, what's wrong with looking at, you know, hot wood. We went to the, we went to the beach yesterday to win a, a barbecue on the beach. And there's, we've, we've talked, you and I have talked about this before. There was plenty of girls in bikinis and I was like, this is awesome. It's like looking at chicks in their underwear. 
this is so cool. And I, you know, I'm like, that's what she looks like in a bra and panties. That's fucking great. That's me at the river. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not what so I see. So for 40 more dollars, <laughs> I get to say, this is what she looks like naked. That's fucking cool. I don't know. I, Cause sometimes I like not seeing them naked. I think there's more allure to it. Our best selling video of Buttweiser was what? Oh, the wet t-shirt. The wet t-shirt one. Yeah. I think it's the more of a lure of, ooh, wonder what's under there. Well, I... As opposed to, oh, there it is. Okay. Well, I've seen it naked now. Hence, okay. I guess I can move on. Hence why I have not gone to a strip club in so long. But just because the... I, I agree with you. The lingerie or the bikini is more alluring. But every now and then, it's nice to see what's under there to, to make sure that I'm right. <laughs> You know, like, hey, that is that does. Well, look you know, good. you go to a strip club, and are any of them real? You know, it's actually pretty cool too when you see a girl like uh, Big Brother Survivor. This happens. You see an attractive girl, and you're like, I wonder what she would look like naked. And then you find the pictures online, and she's got like enormous, ugly areolas, and you're like, Ooh, not what I thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> there goes that. Those under wraps. That dream's <laughs> gone, but you know, or sometimes they're like nice, perky, beautiful, and you're like, Holy crap, look at that. That's cool. That was what I thought they'd look like. I like strip clubs, just not strip clubs in Vegas. Okay. Strip clubs in Vegas fucking suck. I just don't go to enough strip clubs, I guess. And I haven't gone in a long time, but I actually, I think Vegas happened after here. That would be Mario's wedding. Didn't you go? No, yeah. I didn't go to. Th- I uh, I was there for a Sunshine Kid event. I went to the wedding, but I, I don't. I don't believe I went to any yeah, of the events. We went, I think we went to a strip club. It might have been Sapphire or something. I don't know. Terrible. Place. That's you know, it's a nice place. Huge. The women, lot, the, the women are beautiful. It's I, just you know, like, I'll give it that. But and, I I'd rather spend my money on craps. And this is the pinnacle of why I fucking hate Vegas. Even strip clubs are like everything else in Vegas. You walk in, you think you're going to see a naked chick, then you find out it's $500 to go into the champagne room. Then you're like, for 500 bucks, I guess I'm going to get fucked. Then you find out, no, that isn't going to happen. You're just going to get to see me naked. And that's like a total waste of money. The, the Vegas strip clubs are hyped up. They're not what they should be. They're not what you think they are. Everything is a fucking lie. You, you, they lie to you to make you think, oh, we have the hottest women. They're really not that hot. Um, you know, drinks are then expensive. You go into a hotel with the allure, a casino with the allure of, oh, you're going to win. No, you're not. You're going to fucking win a thing. I mean, it, you know, okay. Well, I know that going in. <laughs> yeah, but there, the allure is constantly there. there. Even the waitresses in the fucking casinos are half naked to sort of tease you as, as if something more exciting always lingers around the corner. And it doesn't. Fucking everything is exactly the same as when you arrive. It's just fucking boring. Even the music. The the sound I forget what there's a certain key that makes you your brain stimulate is happy and they, all the slot machines are in that key. <laughs> is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you as soon as you walk in you hear that sound. Yeah, someone's winning. I'm next. Right. So so they'll be me next week. And even the food isn't cheap anymore, and it's really not that good anymore. And fucking the rooms. I never get a good room. I always get a shit fucking room with a view of another a wall of a hotel. We had a suite which the air conditioning didn't work. Fantastic. Like kept it at 77 the whole time where well, it kept trying to push it down. How much was your suite though? I don't know. I, I didn't pay for it. Cause that's the thing is like, you think they show you this beautiful room, $89 in Vegas. You arrive, it's got, it's a shitty fucking room and have the beautiful room that you saw in the pictures, like, you know, 1200 a night. Fuck you. I'm not paying my mortgage to stay one <laughs> night in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you on that. So well, and the ice machines, 
There's never a floor that has an ice machine that I stay on. I always have to go to another one. I'm like an ice Sherpa. I have to go cruise to another floor, to, you know, usually more than one floor. What are you doing with ice? Like, what do you need ice in your room for? Oh, you're an alcoholic. Sorry. Never <laughs> Duh. I never need ice. Deanna and I never, because we're never drinking. Never need fucking ice. And then that refrigerator in the room. Fuck that. You touch anything, you get paid, You have to pay like $20. That shit's fucked up, too. Fuck Vegas. Yeah, but it was a bachelor party. So we had a bunch of alcohol. Yeah, that would be why. I think we could, we have finished every subject, wrapped them all up. Now strip clubs are good for you. That's right. So. It's much better than the Peterson Auto Museum because you can touch and feel. The Peterson Auto Museum has the car from uh, the end of Greece with the glass hood that they fly off in. There's the number one reason to go. The number two reason is is it actually also has all the Hot Wheels that were ever made under glass oh. so you could sit and look at all the little and you can find your favorite hot wheel when you're a kid exactly I, that was mine yeah that one they're all there all of them are under glass there um i went when i was up to my parents house for their anniversary last year i was uh i was going through some boxes and found some old hot wheels that are still uh they're called the red lines i guess because it had the red line around the tire which apparently is worth more okay <laughs> uh, you know uh, david williams is the one who told me that because he collects them we have thousands of dollars that we invested in posters I have, uh, I was going through them to inventory what we had to sell them, you know, just because I don't, we don't want them anymore. One of the posters was Charlie's Angels Advance and it's like chrome. You look at it and it's like reflective. We paid $90 for the poster. I was on uh, Hollywood Boulevard and I walked into a book and poster shop and they had the poster up on the wall. I think they wanted 150 for it. And I asked the guy if he was interested in buying posters and he said no. And I was like, not even keep it. He's like, business sucks. No, I've got plenty. And to which I understand, you know, supply and demand. I was like, you're not even interested in key posters like that? He's like, no. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So like two weeks later, we had an overcast day. I usually walk on the south side of Hollywood. We had an overcast day. So I walked on the <laughs> north side of Hollywood. There's another bookstore over there. I popped into that yeah. bookstore and I was looking around that store. And they had like racks of posters. And the front poster was that Charlie's Angels poster. $7. $7 here, across the street, south side, 150 Now, and I bought, we bought the fucking poster for 90 bucks. And I looked at it, and I can't tell if it's an original or if it's a reproduction. But people don't give a shit anymore. No. So I kind of just shook my head, and I was like, you know, I have nothing that is worth anything. Like, okay, maybe I have a coin that's worth 25 bucks that, you know, has got a $2 face value. Is that really anything? My fucking baseball cards are not worth shit. I have got all the crappy players that didn't make it. My Ken Griffey Jr. card used to be like worth 40 bucks. And now I, I don't know. I think you can fucking people will pay you 10 bucks to take it. I have 12 inch records that I've seen on eBay. Like uh, when I used to DJ like Mars pump up the volume. It's like 15 bucks on eBay. But so what? What am I going to do? I'm going to sit there and slave over. It's like partying out a car. Okay. You can buy a, a 60 eight Camaro for $30,000. If you sold all the parts for the 68 Camaro, it would be like 180,000 mm. bucks, but who's got the fucking time to wait to find a guy who needs a carburetor from a 68 Camaro or a rack and pinion <laughs> um, left corner panel. Yeah. So to me, like as of late, I always just chuckle when I see things, you know, the collector's item or collector's edition or collector's value, or these are the ones that are worth more or whatever. Fucking I'm like, nothing is worth anything. And you watch TV, you watch Antique Crow Show or even these HDTV shows, and they're just like, oh, that's a Biedermeyer chair. That's worth about, you know, 1800 bucks. No, it's not. It's all one of fucking goodwill. Get it on Tuesday for 25% off. 
It ain't worth shit. It's only worth something if someone's willing to buy it from That's me. true. It's only worth what someone's willing to pay. And until someone has cash in their hand, it ain't worth shit. So stop investing your money in that crap. No collector's items. Strip club's good. No collector's items. You know, I was just saying for 40 bucks, I mean, it's not that much more than the auto museum. And, you know, the enjoyment factor, I think, is a little bit higher. There's only so many cars you could look at. There's only so many boobs you could look at. But, you know, every now and then you want to look at a car. Every now and then you want to look at a boob. (laughs) Or a pair. Or a pair. Sometimes (laughs) one is fine. You just know. just want to see one. If I can see one, I can imagine what the other one looks like. So show me the good one, and then <laughs> I'll decide. Don't, don't show me the bad one. Yeah, first. don't show me the bad one. You know, because every girl has a good boob and a bad boob. Mm-hmm. One is better than the other. One sits higher than the other. One is I don't know shaped better than the other. So just show me the good boob. I'll be okay with that. So I'm Vince Roca. I'm Michael Hutchinson. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.